Welcome to the Champion Influencer Podcast with Lance Johnson, where top influencers come to master their craft and learn from the online influencers and entrepreneurs in the world today. If you're looking to dominate the competition, build a large social media following, and become an elite influencer, then you've come to the right place. In each episode, guests share their journey to success as an influencer, along with tips, strategies, and actionable steps you can take with you to grow your influence and achieve similar results. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready because it's time to become a champion influencer. Here's your host, Lance Johnson. What is up, champions? Welcome to another episode of the Champion Influencer Podcast. Glad to have you. Today, I'm really excited because I have a special guest, His name is Eric Bryant. Before we dive in, let me let you know a little bit about who he is and why you should listen up. He has a doctorate in entrepreneurial leadership and teaching doctoral students in global leadership. Trained as a coach for Gallup's Strength Finder and Myers-Briggs Tippermint Indicator. He's helped start a church in Seattle, Washington. He served as part of the teaching team and executive team at a church in Los Angeles called Mosaic, a church known for its diversity and creativity. He's a campus pastor over at Gateway Church here in Austin, Texas, where I actually attend. Our church is known for the slogan, come as you are. He's the author of Not Like Me, learning to love, serve, and influence our divided world. He also started a nonprofit called Catalyzing Community, which helps organizations find their calling, reach new people, raise new leaders, and maximize their teams. Eric, welcome to Champion Influencer Podcast. Glad you can make it. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks so much. Yeah, just as far as outside of the, the intro and, and all your great accolades and accomplishments, just tell people who, who is Eric Bryant. Yeah, I am a dad, I'm a husband, and I have a real passion for helping people become who God created them to be. And so whether it's helping in the business world or nonprofit world or even as a pastor at our, a church here in Austin, uh, that's my my real passion. Nice. And um. For all those listening out there, Eric is the, the leader of the church that I go to, and that's how I got in connection with him, and really somebody that I look up to, and a, a phenomenal speaker, and a, a really good person. And so, as far as myself, he's helped me grow so much, and um, had to get him on here and share his uh, all the great knowledge he has. Well, you're kind. <laughs> in my opinion, you're one of the best speakers that I've seen in person, but on the side of you know developing yourself as a speaker... How's it been, you know, on that journey and um, even getting to the point to where you've written a couple of books? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, being someone who's really had this kind of calling in my life uh, since I was a teenager, I've really just tried to take advantage of any opportunities that come. And whether it's an invitation to talk about uh, the Myers-Briggs or StrengthsFinder to a work group at a company in Austin of, of five to ten people. Or if it's, you know, an invitation to speak to thousands at a conference, you know, I, I, I've always just tried to say yes whenever I could, especially if it's something that matches my values and allows me to just kind of help move people forward. So I think for those who are aspiring to become speakers, you know, for me, Toastmasters was a big help, uh, learning just to stand up and, and create a talk that makes sense. I'm someone who actually likes to write out my message before uh-huh. I get 
share it and, 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 and tell it. tell people about Toastmasters for those who don't know. Yeah, for those who don't know, it's it's actually a great organization that just helps people become better public speakers. Nice. And I think some of what uh, I've learned over the years is just you know write something that captures their attention from the beginning and memorize it, and then have kind of your bullet points throughout, uh, making sure. You know, by writing that manuscript ahead of time, it actually helps you think through transitions to make sure that the flow of thought is building. Uh, another right. thing I did to grow as a communicator is uh, I started doing stand-up comedy when I lived in Los Angeles, just right. running up mic nights. I was just about to say that, you know, you have some nice jokes in between your transitions at church, you know, <laughs> keeps, keeps uh, the attention very well. Well, I tell you, speaking at a church service is far easier than a uh, a bar or coffee shop <laughs> you don't get booed huh well no no hecklers uh, <laughs> at least not as many and but but stand-up comedy is a great form of communication that requires you to come up with a basically a punchline every 30 seconds and so as i kind of stretched myself even though that's not my you know career uh, for those of you who are aspiring uh, communicators, putting yourself in improv classes or stand-up comedy, kind of uh, putting yourself uh, in a position where you're helping write messages for other people. Just the more you can write, the more you can listen to speakers that you want to emulate, I think the better. And I think that's nice. for me somehow that helped me grow. I mean, even to this day, I still have certain people I listen to that I, I, I really appreciate and have learned a lot from. Uh, Erwin McManus is someone who's writing and whose messages has always been a great help to me. Of course, John Burke, uh, these are two in, in kind of the uh, Christian nonprofit sector, so to speak. But but having those that you want to um, grow up to become like is also a really important part of the process. Nice. And so you're pretty much saying that just studying the greats out there that you admire and really, I guess, pulling from them what you can incorporate in your own, I guess, skill set and taking it from there. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 kind of listening to not just what they say, but how they said it, right. why they said it, and then another great way to grow as a communicator is record yourself and go back. It's painful, uh, but go back. <laughs> yeah, that you shared at work, that presentation you made uh-huh. at school, and just notice the number of times you might use filler words like um or. Notice right. what you're doing with your hands. You know, start thinking through every aspect of the presentation to figure out where am I moving people towards the message that I have to share? When am I distracting them from it? And I think those can be really important tools to use. Right. Now, I think that's amazing advice. When I was recording the uh, the first episode of this podcast, it was about 10 to 12 minutes of me just telling people why I started the podcast and the journey that I had up until then. And it was just painful going back and listening to because I just I've learned that I'm a big critic of everything that I, I say and how, you know, how it sounds. OK, let me let me talk, you know, let me be more personal here. But when it comes down to it, I just felt like I was being way too critical of myself. But at the same time, just so much room for improvement and, you know, getting better each time and, and not being afraid to do it more so is um, what I learned that I need to just go out and just do it rather than to edit, you know, 24-7 because I don't like it and go back to redo it. But as far as when it comes to um, your experience, what's, I guess you would say, be, has been the biggest failure on the way of, you know, becoming to where you are now as a speaker and uh, and an author, I guess, with the the books and whatnot? Yeah, well, 
Yeah, it's funny that I, in trying to be a good communicator, trying to capture people's attention, trying to move them forward uh, on kind of a journey together, uh, I, I would incorporate some of my stand-up comedy into whether it's speaking at church or speaking at a, a, a company or to a nonprofit. And sometimes those don't go over as well <laughs> because <laughs> I, I made uh, one time, I remember in particular, I was at a college retreat where I was uh, the, the main speaker, and I made all these jokes about being bald, and they weren't laughing. <laughs> and so I just kept trying harder and harder because, you know, I'm, I, I shaved my head when I was 26, so I've been bald a long time. And I come to realize later that there was a young man that was part of the group who had uh, alopecia, so he couldn't grow hair. So they were not laughing in solidarity with him. And so, oh, man. Yeah, I've done the same. Uh, there's a little person in the room, and I made a lot of jokes about being so short. And my mom is, you know, <laughs> 11 and has hairy feet, so I think I'm related to hobbits. And anyway, same sort of thing. I, I just feel like some of my some of my failures, so to speak, were moments where I either was trying too hard to get a laugh, which wasn't even the point of the moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, you know, it's, it's your nature. You know, you're, you start off and stand up. Can't right. help that. That's right. Well, or other times when I don't take the time to prepare. I mean, I can right. think of moments where I, I had an opportunity and I, and I missed it. Uh, I didn't capitalize on it because I, I just tried to wing it. And sometimes, you know, those of us who are gravitate towards your podcast might be the type that do have talents in front of people. And so all of a sudden, if you just try to wing it, boy, that's a great way to learn the importance of preparation. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. And, and on the other end, what would you say would be your, I guess, your big, biggest success as a, a speaker and, or an author? Well, I love, at this stage in my career and life, I love being a part of someone's story and their journey towards reaching their goals. And so, you know, to, to be able to uh, not only communicate, but help others learn how to communicate, to, to not only write, but to learn, to help others learn how to write has been a real privilege. And I think that's one of the things that I wish I had realized sooner, how much more enjoyable it is, and even how much more of an impact you can make by investing in others who go on and invest in others. And I think that's been one of my greatest sources of pride. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, I feel like that's really, um, Kind of like the uh, we've talked about it before, like we did yesterday, and um, really the the area that I'm in now is the satisfaction that I get from helping other people, and really somebody reaching out saying thank you, Lance, for you know inspire me or you know whatever it may be. It, it just way more impactful. It makes me feel a lot better about myself, and you know it just doesn't even compare to money. Is is that been your same experience? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would say for those who are aspiring writers. If you're wanting to write in order to pay the bills, it is really difficult. And, right. But if you want to write to help someone, and what you write might start off as a, an article on your website or an article on someone else's website, but if it helps people, then you know that message needs to be repeated and maybe expanded on. And so taking an article, which turns into multiple articles, which turns into a book, uh, kind of writing for your friends and for your family in such a way to where you get honest feedback. This was not helpful. This was helpful. If you're genuinely writing to help people solve a problem, you actually should keep writing. You know, if you're just writing to right. be, 
to, to have an audience or if you're just wanting to speak to have an audience, you're actually um, going to have a much more difficult time. I think having something important to say, whether it's speaking or writing, based on your own experiences, your own failures, your own successes, so to speak, I think is really important. Are you adding value to the people in your life? Right. And the thought that I have about it is that, you know, and the approach should more so be about the person that's on the receiving end that's going to be reading rather than you. And so, you know, yeah. for example, you know, going into the podcast, I could be, okay, I want to get this many sponsors so I can get, you know, this much money a month and switching that around to be like, okay, how can I help the people that are listening to this podcast? And, you know, who would be the best guest that can help, you know, them, their speaking skills, like an Eric, uh, Eric Bryant, you know? And so it just, it, it's more motivating. And, you know, when you don't want to do it, you think about, okay, what if the, the person that is listening to this really needs it? And, you know, I'd be, I'll be holding back on them if I didn't give it my all. And yeah. so it's, I feel like it's a better motivation, you know? No, I agree. I think you're exactly right. Why do you want to write? Why do you want to speak? What have you learned that needs to be shared? How can you help people move forward? Right. And then another way to think about it is, you know, is what I'm writing what I wish I knew? Is what I'm sharing something yes. the younger version of me wished he knew? I think that's another good framework to use. Yeah, and that's uh, question number eight on the list I have for you is what advice would you give yourself back when you're starting out? If you can go back in time and talk to your the younger version of yourself and like, Eric, you need to do this and, you know, don't make this mistake and, you know, just the, the top one or two pointers that you would give yourself. Yeah, I think, you know, typically when I think of that kind of talking to my younger version, it's I, why, why did I worry so much about the small stuff? You know, how, why did I get so bogged down in the emails and the text messages? You know, I, I guess part of me wishes now that my my kids are graduating from high school or about to it's like I, I just wished I had not been so focused on getting so much done and just been more intentional about time with them and focusing on the big things and recruiting people that maybe helped me with the things that were time wasters or things I'm not as good at right like the outsourcing like the, the mundane yes absolutely I think that's a great way to frame it that's a good transition as well to the other question I have for you, which is what are the top, I would say, two to three factors or so that contributed to your success or um, maybe even some tools and resources that you use most that help you pretty much move the needle and getting where you want to go as far as what do you want to accomplish in speaking or as an author? Kind of a double question. You can take your time on it. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, well, even like we talked about, you know, the three of us yesterday, you, me and Tom, I, I think that the word success is a great word to use because I, I, I like how in the, the Hebrew scriptures that word has a different meaning. It's success is, right. is making the right decision, you know, and I feel like that's kind of rooted in even your calling, your destiny. Like, are you making the right decision, moving your life forward, moving others forward? And so success can be, you know, when you define it that way, it, it takes on a whole new meaning. And so oh, for sure. sitting down one on one and, and helping someone start a nonprofit that goes on to help people or sitting down with somebody and, and sharing some of the struggles I've had in, in, in marriage or in parenting and, and seeing their family flourish because of that. Those are moments that I think too often we overlook. But but I do think in terms of writing and speaking uh, just, just 
getting started. You don't try to uh, write the perfect version of your chapter of your book. <laughs> Start writing and then be okay editing and editing and let others edit and let others speak into right. it. And I think being faithful in the little things. I think that, you know, when I, when I teamed with Erwin McManus, who's got lots of books and is really well known as a great communicator, he kind of joked that he was a overnight sensation 20 years in the making, you know, that <laughs> no, yeah. he was, he was still writing and still speaking. And, and so a lot of times, you know, we quit too soon. There's a great quote from Rosabeth Moss Cantor, a Harvard business professor who said, everything looks like failure in the middle. Right. I think that well, a lot of times, as you're building your career, you're building your repertoire for messages or, or what you have to offer nonprofits or companies you end up stalling out because you're not, you haven't arrived yet. And sometimes the journey is part of the beauty is just enjoying that process. Uh, but also not quitting too soon on the other side of what feels like failure may be that breakthrough. Yeah. And when you're talking about writing and just getting started, that's something that I learned, you know, of recent in the past year or so is that I would write a paragraph, maybe like, you know, three or four sentences, and then I would go back and just start editing and I would spend five minutes on just going back and like, oh, okay, no, that doesn't sound good like that. Okay, let me throw in a word that, you know, is maybe a little more educated. Maybe make, let people know how intelligent I am. And once I really took a step back and stopped looking at myself as um, as really kind of like a, a critic of, of, you know, w- while I'm writing, the flow was way, it just, the process was way more smooth. You know, I would just sit down, okay, I'm set a timer for 25 minutes and I'm just going to flow and spill out. And I'm not going to look back. And the progress that I made, which is, it was a huge difference. Yeah, I think that's really wise. Just start going, let that ball start rolling. And then, you know, it's easier to to, to edit as you go than to just look at a blank page for being. <laughs> right, I've been there plenty of times. But it, yeah, and it's, as far as when it comes to your strategy, you know, and how you, you know, maybe sit down and get started on something, whether it be you're getting preparing for a speaking engagement or, you know, being able to write another chapter in your book. What would you say are some of your uh, best strategies just when it comes to just putting in the work period? Well, you know, for those who are listening, if they're similar to me, a lot of my writing is, is more on the side, you know, it's not really, uh, well, not really entirely a part of my full-time job. And so, so for me, and for others, what I recommend is, you know, putting it in your calendar, whether it's, you know, I have some of my friends who are very prolific, more prolific than me that write every day from five to seven a.m. And they and then they go to their you know full time job after that uh, for me and for other um, folks that I've coached along the way. Uh, it's I've, I've always recommended if you can just set aside four or five hours every week on a for me, it's a Thursday morning or Thursday right. afternoon and just. Have that consistent time where you're going to have a dedicated time. That's right. That's right. You've got to put it in your calendar because it will get eaten up if you do not. Yeah. And and as far as when it comes to like where you schedule your time, do you find it best in the morning or in the evening? Because I know some people, as far as when it comes to creative side, their creative side, and they they work better maybe um, like in the later hours or early in the morning when nobody, you know, when it's silent and everybody else is asleep. What works best for you? Well, I I guess it's seasonal. I, I kind of like the morning, but then other times that Thursday afternoon when I've gotten everything done right. 
nine to five, I feel like I'm even more productive because otherwise I'm still thinking of the things that need to get done. And so for me, it's, it's seasonal. Uh, but if I had to choose just one or the other, I think that morning time, you know, I think there's even science behind how our minds are fresher and, and we have better ideas before we get so tired at the end of the day, but other people, they're night owls. And for them, it's, yeah. you know, it's once I'm a recovering night owl. Yeah. It's once their family's asleep where they tend to have their, their more productive moments. And I think part of that is figuring out your own personality and, and trial and error and figuring out, you know what, I am most productive when I do this and just sticking with it. Right. Nice. As, as far as when it comes down to some young, hopeful, inspiring, you know, out there to be a great speaker or a great, uh, great author, what, uh, what are some of the, the final thoughts that you can give them or just encourage them along their way? Well, I think find your favorite and learn as much as you can from her or from him and then find your own voice. Determine your message, uh, your unique contribution to our crazy world and find people that you can serve and, and look for ways to help them along the way with what you're learning. And I think those three things can be a, a big part of helping people move forward. Awesome. And Eric, I really appreciate you coming on the Champion Influencer Podcast. And to everyone out there, like Eric says, get started, get going. Today is better than tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is always going to look attractive, but there's no better day than today. And we thank you a lot, Eric, for coming on. And, and how can people reach you or, or maybe follow you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. Just look for me uh, at ericbryant.org or Instagram, Twitter is Eric Bryant. Facebook is uh, Eric Michael Bryant. But yeah. I'd love to serve any way I can. And thanks for all you do, Lance. Really appreciate you having me on. Oh, thanks a lot. And this is Eric Bryan. And, you know, we salute you and, and thank you for taking the time out, Eric. It's super valuable, the information that you gave. I'm over here taking notes myself. You know, I'm always trying to learn something, especially from you. I know you always got something for me. And so really appreciate it. And until next time, thanks a lot, Eric. Thank you. Listening to the Champion Influencer Podcast. Visit our website, championinfluencer.com. Until next time, be great champions.